We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it's May 16th, it's 2023. We have 12 MLB games to talk about here on today's podcast. Joined today by my buddy Keith Eister, Eyes819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not too much. Uh, just talking about this Monday slate a little bit. Pitching was was tough on Monday night. Um, too much framber for me. I took some shots on Honor Green. That did not work out. Um Got a, a bunch of Merrill Kelly left, but we'll we'll see. It it was a, a very difficult pitching slate on Monday night. I don't think we're going to have those same issues here on on a big Tuesday slate. Well, what I thought was interesting, like I we talked about Green on the podcast yesterday, um, and I thought like he was super interesting, and then like everybody started talking about Green, and he went from like potentially being like a low owned cores pitcher to like this guy that like pushed 20 to 25 percent ownership in cores and i was like all right well that's not gonna you know that's not what i'm looking for here so um <laughs> i was telling you my main team is a kelly morton team and morton had he had a game i didn't expect that but i mean we'll take it so if kelly can kind of do his thing and then my main team's an arizona stack um so Hey, it might be an okay night. I might survive like the double dong Aaron Judge night and the big dumper big night, you know, kind of <laughs> slate. So a lot of a lot of runs, you know. We're getting starting to get warmer, and anytime it starts to get warmer, warmer with baseball, man, I feel like we're gonna start seeing more runs. And I feel like just pitchers, um, pitchers just in general, like this time of the year, like we see a little bit of you know guys going forward getting velocity and really being better and 
guys struggling more. So, I mean, there's a lot paying on, paying attention to. So, you know, Ron said, hold on, hold on, really quick. In chat, Ron says they said Kalenic would suck. They said Flaherty would suck. They said Houch would be good. Hey, dude, we're not always right. Like, I would, (laughs) I, I played bats against, you know, Flaherty and it didn't work out. Like, I'm perfectly okay with being wrong about Jack Flaherty. Um, so, and then bats, that's exactly where I, was, where I was going is where did that come from? Jack Flaherty. Yeah. Um, it has been a really rough go for him. He yeah. clearly got back on track. Uh, we've talked about Milwaukee not being a great offense and boy, he just kind of shoved today. I mean, if there was a lineup that he could excel against, I feel like Milwaukee is the lineup, you know, just thinking about like the left-handed power is Tellus. Well, he had two hits and, um, two walks, so it's not like he had a bad game. But I mean, Yelich isn't a power hitter anymore. Winker is just—I don't even know what to say, right? Like at the end of the day, I don't even know what to say about Winker. But um, I mean, the bottom half of that lineup, a lot of strikeouts. But yeah, I mean, Flaherty, um, just in a great spot. So let's uh, let's shift gears, though. We got twelve games. We got a lot to talk about, a lot to get through. Um, anytime we get these twelve game slates, there's a lot going on. But Ron, I know you're just messing with us. It's all good, man. Uh, thanks for hanging out in YouTube. What's up, YouTube? Hope you're having a fantastic Monday night. Let's jump in and get started with the Yankees at the Blue Jays. Speaking of a team that had a really good night on Monday, eight and a half total in this one. The Blue Jays, a 180 favorite with Herman and Gaussman facing off in this one. Um, this line line is really interesting to me, but do you have any interest here in Domingo Herman? I don't think I can do Herman on this slate. Um, there is plenty of good pitching on this one. Not not like Monday night where we had to pick and choose some uncomfortable options. I don't think like, I don't mind the price on Herman, but the matchup against Toronto is, is not ideal. Probably don't need him on this one. Yeah. I mean, the matchup isn't great, but I I just, do you want to take a guess Keith who has the highest swinging strike rate in baseball this season? Um, Milwaukee. (laughs) No, 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 no. Oh, pitchers. Is it Domingo Herman? He's top five. Okay. Which, uh, yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, Spencer Strider would be my he's guess. He's number one. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know he is sitting at a 20.3 percent swinging strike rate? Like, if you, if you're just curious how good Spencer Strider is strikeout wise, that is four percent higher than the second best Shane McClanahan. Um, <laughs> if you're just curious how good he is, but I think when you have a guy that has a little bit of ceiling like Herman does against a very right-handed heavy team. I mean, this guy has a 28% K rate against righties. He's going to face probably six, if not seven righties in this lineup. Um, and then like Belt and Kiermaier are really not guys you're uber worried about. Um, so I think in large field tournaments, Herman's just too cheap. This is a guy that was pushing the nine Ks um, two starts ago. So I think he's going to get some pretty low ownership here. I could see him going out and having like an eight strikeout game. So I don't hate him for a large field um, tournament here. Gaussman, big favorite here. Gaussman's a huge favorite against the Yankees. I mean, I get it, right? Gaussman's been fantastic. 2.6 um, XFIP on the season, 34% K is less than 4% walks, under 150 ISO to both sides of the plate. Gaussman's fantastic. We want strikeout pitchers against the Yankees. That's that's the type of pitcher that you target against the Yankees. Um, 10-7 for Gaussman. 
you know, another guy that's in the top five in swinging strikes is Kershaw, and he gets Minnesota. So we have some ceiling pitchers today. Nothing like yesterday's slate as far as pitchers. What are your thoughts here on Gaussman at 10-7? Yeah, I, I love him in this spot. He has been incredible this year, like like you mentioned. Um, he like He's racking up Ks at a ridiculous rate. His worst game recently was against Boston, but they don't strike out. Had nine against Philly, 13 against Seattle, 11 last time he faced this New York team, 11 against Detroit, had another down run against um, – uh houston mixed in there as well but this this guy's been racking up nine to eleven strikeouts pretty much every time out there new york is a team that has plenty of swing and miss in there judge is obviously a big threat but he he will swing and miss also um i think gaussman is is among the top tournament options on the slate obviously some risk with the the power bats for for the yankees good park for home runs in toronto but i i like gaussman quite a bit here yeah i think he is exactly the type of pitcher that you take shots on against this team. You know, big strikeout rate, able to attack this lineup. I, I mean, listen, outside of Judge and Rizzo, this isn't your typical, you know, lineup that we talk about all the time. I mean, there's a lot of weak pieces in this Yankees lineup. So um, I think Gaussman is a fantastic play today. Uh, bats, any interest in the Yankees bats here? I don't really feel a need to pick on Yousman. Um, good control guy. Gets quite a few ground balls as well. Like, Judge is the guy you would want to play here. The rest of them are just kind of blah. Rizzo's fine, but I, I don't think I need to do it when I've got 11 other games to look to. Um, Gaussman's one of the more talented pitchers on the slate. Uh, no, no Yankees for me today. What are the Cardinals doing? They can stop scoring at any time now. I mean, they've proved a point. <laughs> they can calm down. Um, yeah, I don't really have a ton of interest in the Yankees bats. I mean, Judge is always someone that I think you can take shots on. And then as far as the Toronto bats, I mean, I, Kisner just hit a grand slam as I said that. Um, <laughs> oh, I thought that's what you just saw. Yeah. No, I didn't see that one. He was up to bat. Um, all right. So totally sidetracked. Um, I mean, Herman is a guy that gives up a lot of fly balls to lefties. So like Varsho, maybe, maybe Springer and Vlad, like you could get a little three man here, but I mean, not only are you getting a decent pitcher here in Herman above average, um, you're getting one of the best, one of the best bullpens in baseball with the Yankees bullpen. So, I mean, it's really tough to stack against the Yankees. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I love Toronto as an offense, but they're expensive. Herman's an above average pitcher, and you just talked about the bullpen. So lot, lots of spots to choose from on this slate. Don't think Toronto will be a team I'm sacking much. All right, moving on. We got Seattle at Boston, nine and a half total in this game. The Seattle Manor's a 154 favorite. Castillo against Pavetta. Any interest here in Luis Castillo? I don't love the price tag against Boston. Like we've talked about it several times. There's just not a ton of strikeouts here in this Boston lineup. Luis Castillo is is one of the best pitchers in baseball. Don't get me wrong, but when I'm comparing him to guys like like Gaussman in a, a strikeout matchup, there's a couple of nine K guys that I really like. There's some some cheap guys in the seven K range that are really good in really good spots. Also, if he's low owned, I want some exposure just because he can go out there and strike out anybody. But I, he's he's not going to be a top four or five pitcher for me on this slate um, just because of the matchup. Tough hitters park here in Fenway Park. Um, and Boston just doesn't strike out enough. So 
I'll take some tournament shots if he's low owned, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean, 10K, tough matchup against the Red Sox. A, a guy that, I mean, has big strikeout stuff, but he's been hitting. I mean, I mean, guys have been hitting him a lot more here recently. Um, and you have a team that, you know, kind of negates that big strikeout stuff in a Red Sox lineup that, I mean, lowest strikeout rate in baseball against Ryan and pitching. I know we say it, it seems like every day, but I mean, it's the truth. So it's facts. But yeah, I mean, we just watched Kirby have a really solid game uh, against my Sox last night. So I'm not saying that like it's not possible. I'm just saying they're not a team that like I typically go out and out of my way to take pitchers against. And Kirby had a really good game. Um, had some good BABIP in that game. Uh, eight hits allowed, six strikeouts, only one in run and six and two thirds. So um, Nick Pavetta. Hey, I'm not playing this guy. <laughs> never in Fenway Park right like the profile just does not work out in a home run park dude if you're Um, Pavetta you're going to like Pittsburgh you're going to like one of those like San Francisco San Diego like you're going to one of those ballparks like the fact that like he signed with Boston was it last year it just blew my mind and I yeah coming from coming from Philly too which is not a great ballpark for him like he's he's been in home run parks his whole career so a guy that's probably a better pitcher than the results that he's generated in his career, but I'm not playing him against Seattle here in Fenway Park. Nope. Um, I love the Seattle bats in this matchup. Pavetta is a guy that gives up a lot of hard contact and a lot of fly balls. Um, I think this is a fantastic spot for Seattle. I think this is a team. Uh, Pavetta is a guy that I, I typically will take you know stacks against because he'll tend to walk guys from time to time. And I mean, we know how many home runs he gives up at least one home run and i think five of it, six of his seven starts this year all but one start he gave up a home run in the game that he didn't was in tampa bay against tampa bay so um yeah i mean i love i love the mariners sack today tampa bay would have been a great spot for pavetta to go on a nice value contract yeah! like he could have had a lot of success yeah. in tampa bay yeah, no, um, but yeah i i'm i'm with you on the seattle bats um kelnick has had an awesome season um Raleigh's coming off a two home run game. Julio Rodriguez is starting to heat up now that they've moved him down the order a little bit. Um, Suarez's price has come up, but, but talk about a profile that lines up well against Pavetta. Uh, Crawford's been leading off. He's 3,300 at shortstop. I, I like the Seattle stack quite a bit. Gary L just hit a home run. He was my favorite place um, on Monday slate. So that was, that's a good home run. See, that Kilsner home run or Kisner home run, eh, but that Gary L home run. <laughs> now we're talking. Now we're getting somewhere. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I love Seattle. They're a team that I'm going to have a lot of exposure to today. Um, Boston side, listen, I am I'm going to respect Luis Castillo here. I hope he doesn't go out and have like a 35-point game, but I also don't want to stack against him. If I was going to play guys, it'd be Duran. Devers and Verdugo. Yeah, I, I'm not trying to pick on the elite pitchers on this slate. Luis Castillo is one of those. Maybe he gives up a home run or two here, just moving into the pitcher's park or the hitter's park rather. Um, but I'm not. I don't think he gets blown up here by any means. Uh, no Boston sacks for me. I will say that I do love the fact that Boston put Duran in that leadoff spot and Verdugo in that two spot. But I think Devers should be hitting in front of Turner. So. If you're asking um, manager Stevie Tampa Bay at New York facing the Mets. 
Eight and a half total in this game. Mets, a 164 favorite at home here going up against the Rays. It's an opener situation for Tampa. We're going to get Beaks opening and then Chirinos throwing long relief and then Verlander pitching on the other side of this game for the Mets. Are you touching this um, long relief situation with Chirinos or Beaks? I'm not. Um, Beaks isn't going more than one or two innings probably. And Chirinos just hasn't been striking anybody anybody out. Missed a couple years with injury. Seems to be struggling a little bit with the command here recently. Uh, he's had four walks in each of his last two, and he's just not striking anybody out. It's been a rough go for the Mets here lately, but I don't think Torinos is the right guy to try to pick on him with. It's kind of where I'm at. Um, right handed pitchers against the Mets, st- low strikeouts. Torino's not a huge strikeout guy anyway. Um, I mean, this is one of the weak spots for Tampa, this one rotation spot or four rotation spots now, I feel like. Um, Too many injuries, man. Just yep. rough deal off to such a great start and two really good pitchers who seem to be breaking out in uh, Springs and Rasmussen, unfortunately, on the shelf now for quite a while. Well, it's Springs, Rasmussen, Glass now. Yeah. I think I'm missing somebody too. Um, anyway, uh, any interest here in Verlander against the Rays? I definitely prefer Gaussman. I think I would take shots on Castillo before that. It's just a really tough matchup here against the Rays. Obviously, great hitters park in City Field. Verlander, still one of the best pitchers in baseball. So I wouldn't try to talk you out of it, but I don't know. I don't feel the need to try to pick on the Rays. Um, like I said, I, I prefer Gaussman, and I think I even go Castillo over Verlander. If he's going to be low owned. I don't hate taking some shots because he is capable. I mean, he looked like Justin Verlander last time out is against Cincinnati, you know, temper your expectations a little bit. Um, But I mean, he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball for 10 plus years now. So I think if he's low owned, maybe you take some shots, but it'd be an ownership to play just chasing that ceiling. Um, You know, kind of, Kind of the same same thing I was talking about, Herman. It's just chasing the ceiling of a guy that has ceiling that's going to be lower owned. Uh, bats, any interest in the Tampa Bay Bats here? No, I'm I'm not trying to pick on Verlander at all. We had a question in chat. What's his pitch count? He threw 104 pitches in his second start. I'm not worried about his pitch count. Um, yeah, I'm not. No interest in me. No interest for me in the Tampa side. Um, Mets bats. I mean, you're going to get a lefty opener and then a righty long relief guy. Um, I mean, Pete Alonso definitely jumps off the page in that type of situation. He's also really expensive in City Field. Um, Lindor, switch hitter that hits both sides really well. I just, overall, I probably don't get to the Mets today unless I'm going like cheap. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm getting there either. Um, like Torinos has not been great, but he's. He's still been getting some results. Um, Beeks is a solid opener. I, I love that that if Alonzo gets up in the first inning against Beeks, that's that's a great matchup. You could certainly take a shot on on Alonzo. Probably not a stack for me. They've let they've been letting Beeks throw like two innings. So I think Alonzo yeah. gets in that bat against Beeks. Like Unless that. they're like, hey, uh, hey, it's Pete Alonzo. We're not gonna <laughs> let him face him. So all right, we got Milwaukee at, I mean, the best team in baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, <laughs> a gazillion runs on Monday night. Um, maybe they used them all up, but 18 runs. Wow, 18 to 1. Eight total in this game. The Cardinals are 180 favorite. We got Miley and Montgomery facing off against each other. Uh, any interest here in Wade Miley? 
no interest in Miley for me. Um, I know the guy, like he'll, he'll get his ground balls. The price is is cheap, but this St. Louis offense, they they're waking up finally. It appears. I I still believe they're one of the best offenses in baseball. Miley's not a big strikeout guy. There there's cheap pitchers that I would much prefer even underneath him at the sixty five hundred dollar tag, and I much prefer the guy on the other side of the game. Nolan Arenado is warming up like, and he is so good against left-handed pitching. So um, what does he have? Four home runs now straight four, four, four games four in a row. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it gets Wade Miley here. I mean, if you're, if you're a Cardinals fan, you got to like the fact that he's warming up. Um, Dude, Montgomery might be one of my favorite pitchers on the slate. I know like it's a broken record by now from me, but Milwaukee is awful. They are awful against left-handed pitching. And I know Jordan Montgomery is just a guy that's so tilting sometimes, but this is a matchup he should excel in and put up 20 plus fantasy points. Yeah, I'm completely with you. I think point per dollar. He is my favorite pitcher on the slate. Uh, I, you've talked about how bad Milwaukee's been against uh, lefties many times when I'm on the podcast with you. So I had to go check some numbers before I jumped on. But they're still the worst in baseball against lefties. Over 30% strikeouts now against left-handed pitching. So even though Montgomery's strikeouts have been down, the price in this situation is amazing. And there is a ton of upside here for Jordan Montgomery. He's even, um, Dave just posted he's 8-6 on FanDuel. He's even someone that I would consider playing on FanDuel today with a quality start, win upside, um, saving some money price-wise uh this is a game that i think like we could see jordan montgomery just kind of throw six or seven really good innings um and and, like the the top end guys are all over like 10k today over there so i think he is i think he's very playable on fanduel as well uh there is another guy in that range that we'll talk about when we get there um on fanduel but yeah jordan montgomery too cheap on draftings today yep milwaukee bats (sighs) Dude, I don't. Again, they have the third lowest ISO. They have the lowest WRC plus. They have the highest strikeout rate. There's just there's nothing in this lineup that screams play me outside of Contreras. And I don't know. I mean, the one thing that Contreras does have going for him here is he's facing his brother. Yeah, I mean, a catcher. <laughs> a, he does. He is a catcher with some power, and yep. and has been really good against lefties in his career. So I, I do like the William Contreras call. I could also be talked into some Brian Anderson um, and the outfielder that just came back. Uh, Taylor is 2,200. He's been pretty good against lefties in his career also. It's a little three-man at most for me, and it's only because I think Montgomery is going to catch some ownership. A fantastic spot for Montgomery. Milwaukee's not a full stack, but I don't mind stacking up three righties here if, if you want to. They're brothers, right? Now, yeah, William me, and Wilson. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, they had me questioning in chat. Um I was like, I thought they were brothers. All right. Yeah, for sure. Messing with my head here. All right. Um, St. Louis bats. I don't mind looking at some St. Louis righties here. Like, they're so expensive that I think if you're playing them, you're probably going to have to stack them um, just because of the pre- like the price on Goldschmidt and Arenado. I, I think the stack is viable today. Um, checking really quick to see. It's going to be... 70 it's not terrible weather wise i was looking at the weather yeah yeah i'm i'm interested i know miley's not a guy that tends to get blown up a bunch he he gets a lot of ground balls but there's some fly ball hitters here 
for St. Louis. I think Goldschmidt and Arenado are, are certainly the two you want to look at first. Um, Contreras has had ground ball problems. Will, Wilson version, that is. Um, <laughs> has had a, a ground ball profile, so don't love him. I definitely prefer his brother on the other side. But St. Louis does have some cheap bats here that makes this stack work. Uh, Paul DeYoung at 2,800 at shortstop. Love that. Yepes has been in the lineup against lefties here recently. Uh, he's 3,100. I, I really like him as well. So there's there's cheap pieces to help you pay up for the, the Goldschmidt and Arenado. Edmund, definitely need him leading off. I don't love the price on him. Uh, but again, the cheap stuff kind of helps make it all come together. Derek says, I don't understand stack or nothing. Why can't you just do a one-off of the power guys? You can. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying that when you have a guy like Goldschmidt as a one-off at 5,900, it's really tough to kind of make it all work. Um, like if you want a one-off Arenado or Goldschmidt, I'm, no one's ever going to tell you don't do that. Um, it's just they're they're pricey. All right. Um Atlanta at Texas. Where are we heading next? Texas, Texas. No total in this game. Um, it sounds like we're going to get Jared Schuster. Um, that's what it sounds like. So we'll see. And then Dane Dunning got moved back a day. Um, so, yeah, I mean, talk to me here. Do you have any interest in Jared Schuster? I'm assuming it's going to be him. No interest in Schuster. Um Texas lineup has been really solid, surprisingly, this year. Um, Corey Seager is on the verge of returning. Obviously, it'd be lefty-lefty. I'm not sure if he makes it back for this game. But they've said it for a couple of days now that that Seager could be activated any day, um, which just makes the lineup even deeper. Schuster's had a rough go in in his couple of starts here. Um, He was with them from opening day. He made two starts early in the season. They did not go well. Um, he's a decent prospect. I just I don't think he's quite ready. Atlanta's dealt with several injuries in their rotation also this year. Um, I think I'll take a pass here against Texas. The other the other name that I was seeing um, thrown around was Dylan Dodd um, to start this game, and Dodd's a good good control guy. He's a lefty as well. Um, I, either way, I don't have a ton of interest in either one of these guys. Texas is a top three team in baseball against left handed pitching this season, so. Um, I like even Dodd. We, what is it? We've seen, we saw him for two starts, three starts. Um, and he had a pretty low strikeout rate as well. So, and he wasn't generating hardly any strikeouts and a ton of fly balls. So, I mean, if it's Dodd, I have more interest in the Texas bats too. Dane Dunning. I'm not playing Dane Dunning against the Braves. So I will say of the pitchers below, I like, um, Montgomery at 7,400. I think, you could take some shots if you absolutely need the salary. Um, Dunning's been pretty good. I know he's not a huge strikeout guy, but the Braves do offer some strikeouts. It's a very risky spot. Obviously, the Braves are loaded with power. Uh, but Dunning has been pretty solid in his last couple of starts. The biggest issue is the, is the leash. He, he's only been in the low 70s with his pitch count in his two starts. Maybe you get 80 out of him, probably unlikely. But it's the $5,300 price tag. I think he's the best option below 7K if you, if you need somebody. Oh, man. I just had, like, the two, like, longest yawns ever. Um, if you're a NASCAR premium subscriber um, and you watch the shows, you're laughing right now. <laughs> um, Atlanta Bats, I mean, they're expensive. Uh, I know, like, you know, we keep saying this, but Dunning is a guy that I think is 
a guy you could potentially pick on. Um, Atlanta, they they were another team that had a really good Monday night. Um, Dunning, I mean, it's so hard because like Dunning worked out of the bullpen a little bit this season. Um, and like so his numbers overall are a little skewed. Um, I think this is a spot you could take some Atlanta bats. I mean, you can always take shots on Atlanta bats. They were my my absolute favorite stack on Monday night. I had I had more exposure to them than than anybody. Unfortunately, got pitching wrong, so that it didn't work out. Um, I I prefer them against lefties, and Dunning is in a little bit better spot. I I said it comes with a ton of risk because these these Atlanta this Atlanta lineup is very powerful. They're expensive, and I have some respect for Dunning. I think that there is some talent in this pitcher. I don't like them anywhere near as much as I did on Monday night, but they're they're certainly in play just because they're always going to offer as much upside as anyone on the slate. Yeah, I can't stop yawning. Um, I'm tired. <laughs> just just flat out tired. That's what it is. Um, all right. Yeah, I mean, whether it be Dodd or Schuster, I think that Garcia, Young, Heim, Duran – um are all very playable here for texas i think both of these guys i mean at the big league level so far have struggled um with just strikeouts so i don't hate it man yeah i'm I'm with you i like texas no matter which young lefty is going texas is absolutely in play um simeon up at the top of the order also 5800 love heim against lefties the price is kind of adjusted but He's had a solid season. Same with Josh Young. Um, yeah, if Seager makes it back, he's 5,100, uh, but he's handled lefties okay in his career, so he's playable if he, if he does come back. This Texas stack is is not cheap, but it's it's a pretty good spot for him. Uh, Ozuna just homered, according to Ron and chat. He was my oh, home beautiful. run play on the um, extra survey today. Nice. All right, we got Cleveland at Chicago taking on the White Sox. Bieber and Lance Lynn facing off in this one. No total in this game. Um, any interest here in Shane Bieber? Yeah, um, I do because he the 9K price tag, like he is not the same 30% strikeout pitcher that, that he has been. He had a, a great outing against Detroit last time out, which is to be expected. A little tougher matchup here against the White Sox, but I still wouldn't put them in, in an elite category of offenses by any means. Um, and he's not 10K, he's 9K. So I, I think Bieber's in play. Probably more as an SP2. I want I want upside from my pitcher, so I, I like him better on DraftKings. I don't know what his FanDuel price is. Um, so unless he's even cheaper on FanDuel, I, I, like, I'm concerned about upside, but I think he can have a really solid outing here. The leash is very good. He's been over 100 pitches a couple of times this season. Um, still a little strikeout stuff in there, but he's going to be more in like the 22 to 24% range than he is upper 20 strikeouts. So concerned about the upside, but should have a pretty decent clean outing here. Second highest price pitcher on FanDuel, for what it's worth. Yeah, don't love that. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that he's coming off of a really good start. Gets a White Sox team that, I mean, we can continue just to say that's underperforming um this season for the talent i mean not even this season it feels like two years now yep um lance lynn you know <laughs> they're tempting uh, us <laughs> they are they are tempting us dude i i don't hate it i want to see what the lineup looks like overall but 
uh, we were so quick to like judge how bad like Oakland is and like how bad Kansas City is and how bad Detroit is. Cleveland is right there. They're like right there. Like they have a nine or a 79 WRC plus against right-handed pitching this season. That's the third worst. That's worse than Kansas City. That's worse than Chicago. Worse than Miami. Worse than Oakland. Like if he gets a, a favorable, like right-handed heavy lineup here, I mean, you're really just worried about Jose Ramirez. Um, Lance Lynn's gonna get a hundred pitches. Like he's cheap. So I don't think it's crazy to have interest in Lance Lynn today. I don't think it's crazy either. And it's been a rough go for Lance Lynn. The issue with Cleveland, like they're, you're right. They're one of the worst offenses, but they still don't strike out a ton. And that limits the upside, which is why we don't like attacking them as much as Oakland and Detroit and Kansas city. Right. Um, They just don't strike out as much. I still have interest. Like the $7,100 price tag is, is very intriguing. Like you said, we know we're getting a hundred pitches out of him. He has probably the best leash of anyone in baseball um, has been over a hundred pitches in four of his last five starts, upper nineties in every start this season. So you're getting the pitches. It's can he keep the ball in the park? Can he not walk a bunch of guys and can he rack up some strikeouts against a, a low strikeout offense is the only concern. You don't even need that many though at 7,100. If he goes six clean innings with six strikeouts, that that's a smash at 7,100. So the price tag puts him in play, even, even though the matchup is is not a high upside one. Um, he he should be able to pitch fairly deep into this game. I think the price is the upside point. Yep. Like, you know, the matchup's not, but the price is. Um, let's talk bats. I mean, you could always play Jose Ramirez against Lance Lynn. I don't, I don't think anyone's going to talk you off of that. Um, I don't hate maybe going like a Josh Naylor as well. But overall, I don't have a ton of interest in Cleveland. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for home runs here. Jose Ramirez is far and away the number one option. Naylor and Bell, if you're looking for something cheaper, probably not going to stack. Um, just I don't love the pricing in the mid-range guys like Quan's 4,400, Jimenez 4,100. Like they're, they're fine, but it, it doesn't excite me. And I don't think Lynn gets blown up in this spot, um, but I you can certainly find try to find a home run here. Um, White Sox bats against Bieber. Grandall's banged up. We don't know if he's going to be in the lineup or not. Dealing with a hamstring. I know he sat Sunday. They did not play on Monday. So um, now he'll be looking at an extra couple of days. Uh, any interest in the White Sox here? No interest in the White Sox. Bieber's is still a very good real-life pitcher. Sh- should be able to limit the damage here. Um, White Sox have underperformed again this season. So not going to try to pick on Bieber with them. Um, yeah, I mean, not a, not a spot that I... I love overall for the White Sox today. So kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable so goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. 
To date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best year, best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code RotoGrinders for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. That is ShadyRays.com code RotoGrinders. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. We got Cubs. We got Astros. We got Steel. And we have Javier facing off against each other here. Seven and a half total. Astros are 172 favorites. Um, any interest in your boy Justin Steele here? Love Justin Steele as a pitcher. Don't love this price tag. Don't love the matchup. Um, 9,500 is just a little bit too much to ask here against Houston. Like the strikeout upside is is not phenomenal in this spot. He hasn't been getting a ton of strikeouts. Like I said, he's been he's been having an awesome season. Good for him. I just don't think I'm paying 9500 for him on this slate. Yeah, not a ton of strikeouts here. I don't think this is a spot against Houston. There is, I, I mean, I, I do think for what it's worth, there's going to be a lot of ground balls hit in this game. Um, yeah. So if Babip is in his favor, six or seven innings, three strikeouts, four strikeouts, a couple runs, I, I just don't know if that's enough. Um, Javier on the other side of this game, I mean, this is a 29% K rate guy. Big strikeout stuff against righties. Um, it'd be really interesting to see what the Cubs lineup looks like, but I, this is a lineup thing. If if they're going to have five, six righties, I think you could play some Christian Javier because of his strikeout ability. If there's going to be five or six lefties, maybe not as much, um, even though there's not a ton of left-handed power in this lineup. So I think it's just kind of looking to see what lineup the Cubs roll out there because I think Christian Javier definitely has some ceiling here today. Yeah, I, I love the strikeout upside for him in this matchup. Uh, Nico Horner's been leading off all year, has a very low strikeout rate. He's currently on the IL. Um, so we're probably going to get Chris Morrell in the lineup, who has been a 30% strikeout guy. Um, Wisdom is probably in there. Bellinger left early. I, I don't know if he actually left the game. I saw him get banged up right when we were jumping on the podcast. So keep an eye on that. That would be a, a huge deal if Bellinger is not able to go in this spot for Javier. Um, but it was with, a with no diving the... catch. It was a diving catch for Bellinger, and I think it was his leg. Did he? He came out of the game, right? I, yeah, I saw the trainers look at him, and then didn't look back up. But yeah, so if, if Bellinger's out of the lineup, I Javier jumps another notch for me, and I already like him quite quite a bit here. Like you said, line, lineup does matter. The Cubs probably platoon a little bit here, um, but you're still going to get plenty of righties in there. Um, like I think Wisdom stays in there. Swanson will be in there. Suzuki will be in there. Uh, Morell, I think, is he might be the one guy that that sits. Um, Hosmer's probably in there over Mancini, but like this, it's just not that imposing of a lineup um, against righties. I, I much prefer the Cubs lineup how they set up against lefties. So. Good spot for Javier. Added strikeout bonus with with Horner on the IL. Any interest in the Cubs bats today? I mean, you can always hunt for a home run against Javier. He has one of the highest fly ball rates in baseball. Ian Happ is the one that jumps out to me. Uh, Forty one hundred dollars um, hits better from the left side of the plate. Good fly ball profile. Left handed. Bellinger, if he's in there, is, is certainly in play as well. 
probably not stacking against Javier. I think he's he's too tough on the righties, but I, I could roster a lefty or two and try to find a home run. Yeah, I mean, so far Morel has shown that he can hit fastballs, and that's where that's where you do your damage against Javier. Like nasty, nasty slider. Um, so I, I think you could take some shots on him. I mean, you've been talking about him, I feel like, for a week now, over a week. Um, very talented hitter. So I think he's super interesting. But overall, I don't have a ton of interest in the Cubs. And I don't honestly have a ton of interest in Houston. I think, like, a guy like Bregman, who typically hits the ball up in the air a lot, is interesting um, here uh, against the ground ball pitcher in Steele. But Steele is a – I mean, I don't even know if I would say he's an above average, but he's really close to an above average ground ball pitcher from what we've seen so far. Um, so – I mean, when you're looking at like Tucker and Pena and these guys, they just hit the ball on the ground so much. So like, I have a, I have an interest in Bregman. Um, yeah, I just like the chats mentioned in McCormick. McCormick hits the ball on the ground fifty percent of the time. Like he's gonna put the ball in play here. He's a low strikeout guy. Great numbers against lefties. He just a lot of the time it's on the ground. Yeah, I, I don't love the Houston stack. Steele is just, he's a really good pitcher. Um, he's a little bit, I, I'm not trying to compare these guys. Frambers is definitely a better pitcher, but he's in that that profile. Like Frambers just the extreme version of what Justin Steele is trying to do. Like he's going to keep the ball on the ground. He'll, he'll get four or five strikeouts, um, but he, he generally doesn't get blown up. He's done a better job of keeping the walks in check this season as well. He's taken a step forward and he's legitimately an above average pitcher now. So I don't think I want to pick on him here. Um, I don't mind trying to find a home run. It's like there's there's not many great options. The Braves had a, a really rough year. He did have a couple of hits on Monday night. McCormick's profile isn't great, like you mentioned. Um, maybe Jolks is in the lineup. He's cheap. Like if you if some of these platoon righties are in there, a Jolks or a Myers somebody like that. I don't mind if you're, if you're saving money on a three man, I could get behind it, but I'm, I'm not full stacking Astros for sure. Yeah. Like McCormick, he has two home runs on the season. Um, I mean, again, and like Abreu, he did hit a double. You're right. He did hit a double. <laughs> um, all right. We're moving on to cores. We got Cincinnati at Colorado. Cores did not disappoint on Monday night. Um, we don't know for certain. It sounds like it'd be Williamson making his debut. What a terrible place to make your debut. Uh, like, gosh, like, hey, you're getting the call up today. And, you know, Brandon Williamson, you're going to start your first career start. And you're going to be pitching in cores. And you don't have overcommanding, powerful stuff. We're going to throw you out there because you're going to get blown up. And we need you to just throw some innings here. Um, overall, you're not. I, I think I know. I'm not. Um, do you have any interest in Brandon Williamson? No, absolutely not. Um, he's a guy who had some pro, pro, prospect pedigree coming into this year, um, but it's been a rough go for him down in AAA. I was looking at some numbers. It was like earlier. that last year too, though. Yeah, like he just his stuff has taken a big step backwards here in the last two years. Um, I don't hit one once upon a time. He was a decent prospect for them, but he's definitely fallen off here in cores against the Rockies who are better against lefties. No, thanks. Yeah. I mean, 
maybe Seattle saw something with this guy, and that's why he's in a Reds uniform. But ever since, like, when he made the jump from Double A AA to Triple A, he just really hasn't had the same juice. Um, yep. I, I mean, so a guy that struggled with fly balls in the minors, and you're going into cores. Um, yeah, tough spot for him today. Hey, Chase Anderson's pitching today. <laughs> Aren't you excited? Uh, like, or I'm excited. Um, yeah. Excited no. to play some Reds. <laughs> no. Yeah, don't play Chase Anderson. Nope. Uh, Dave in chat wants to know if we know Williamson's pitch mix. It's a fastball slider changeup. I'm I'm 85% sure. You are correct. I think he's got a curveball in there, too. And they Breaking all like ball. <laughs> like breaking ball <laughs> yeah it looks like according to the scouting report on Pangrass, he throws both of them um and they all grade out his average to slightly plus but he has not shown that stuff in the last year plus like you said ever since the jump to triple a um the strikeouts have done come down quite a bit the walks are way up so something isn't quite right with this guy i think he's just the only option that they have he's probably he's already on the 40 man so that's that's probably why he's getting the start here um, it certainly is not because of his triple A performance. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Not getting promoted because of what he's doing. All right. Let's talk bats. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a great spot for Cincinnati. Um, for some reason we're going to have Matt McLean at minimum salary again today. Um, <laughs> because that's fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish they would just call up De La Cruz too. Like, find a spot for this kid. I know, like, they're trying to convert him to a middle infielder after being, like, a catcher, but he's uber-talented, and, like, he's someone that I – like, dude, just do it. Like, what do you – what? Just do it. Like, who cares? You're you're terrible. Um, get these guys at bats. But Red Stack, I, they're great today. Um, I, Chase Anderson's bad. Like – I don't want to disrespect the man, but as bad as Seabold is, like Chase Anderson might be worse. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I was underweight on the Reds on Monday night. I'm not sure that I can do that here against Chase Anderson. It's been a rough go for several years now for him. Um, long been, has long had a hard contact problem. You put that in Coors Field, I don't think it turns out well here. I don't think the Reds are a great offense, but this is a this is a great spot for them, and they're all cheap again. Um, India's is priced up. Stevenson is is pricey. Outside of that, it's all very very reasonable. Um, Fraley at forty two hundred is probably my favorite option. Um, we've no, got um, no McCain McLean. Is, he's your favorite option. Yeah, because he, he's minimum price. Two K um, shortstop. That's gonna they hit him second yesterday. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely good for going right them. Back there. Good for them. Calling up one of your top prospects and not hitting him eighth. Good for you. Yeah, agree. Um, steers cheap again. Like Fairchild, if he's in there, is twenty six hundred. Like there's, uh, it depends on what they do with the lineup between Ramos, Myers. Like all these guys are are under thirty five hundred dollars again. Um, the Reds are once again the top stack on the slate. Chris Bryant might be the best play in the slate today. Um, uh, a, a lefty that you can attack. I, I think that Chris Bryant throughout his career has hit left-handed pitching very, very well. Um, so ton of interest in Chris Bryant. Honestly, I have interest in all of these bats today. Um, Grichik, I think this is a great spot for Grichik. So 
Dude, yesterday's total was 11 and a half in this game. Do we think we see a 12 and a half line today? Like I I I wouldn't even be shocked if it's higher than that. Yeah, I think I think it will open it at 12 and a half. Um the pitchers are worse than they were yesterday. And oh, there yeah. was even some some rain threat too, so I I think 12 and a half might be the number, which is insane. Um just kind of talking about the Rockies bats um Doyle he's 2900 this is a kid that grades out with a lot of raw power and a lot of speed he got called up here recently um he's someone that I mean he has six stolen bases already this year so he's a guy that I really like in this spot um yeah I mean overall like I you couldn't tell me a, a Colorado bat and I don't think I'd say no today yeah, I'm I'm completely there with you. Um, Diaz has been hitting in the middle of the order uh, against lefties, so like third middle of the order. Um, agree with you on Bryant. He is probably the top bat on the slate. Love Gritchick. Love the cheap guys as well. Doyle's a great call. A ton of speed from that guy also. So you've got a power-speed combination there. Even if he's buried in the order, still love that at 2,900. Tovar is a prospect with some pop at 3,100. Um I didn't like the Rockies at all. In fact, I played Hunter Green against them Monday night, but Tuesday here against Williamson, who has not been able to get AAA hitters out, now goes into course. Um, Colorado is right up there with the Reds today for me. Um, the kid they called up towards the end of last year got promoted with the CJ Crone move today. Michael uh, Taglia, he Another could potentially be in the liner. Big power guy. Um, struggled a little bit at the major league level last year. He's been he's been really decent in AAA this year. Um, two thirty six ISO strikeouts are still a big his biggest thing, but I think the matchup kind of warrants um, you know playing him a little bit here. But this is a guy that had a one seventy eight um, WRC plus in AAA last year, and I think his like twenty game stint before he got called up. So he went from starting the season in AA quickly to AAA quickly to majors last year. So I think getting some more AAA at bats helps him a little bit. But yeah. He is 2,900 as well. So getting some cheap Rockies bats in a great matchup today. All right. Arizona at Oakland. Nine total in this one. The Diamondbacks are 154 favorite. We got Henry and Moeller facing off against each other. Any interest here in Tommy Henry? No, thanks. I know Oakland is not great. They are better against lefties than they are against righties, though. Um Tommy Henry, there's just no upside there. I actually like some like Oakland bats today. We might we might have to get to the point where we stop saying Oakland's like terrible for what it's worth. I, I'm just saying their bullpen and their pitching is atrocious, but their hitters, like three weeks ago, they were the worst team in baseball against right-handed pitching. They're 20th now. So they are they are quickly climbing the the WRC plus the numbers, they're still striking at an insanely high rate. Like, don't get me wrong. We all play Kelly because they strike out at a huge clip. They are not a bad team against left-handed pitching. I've been talking about it all year. They're top 10 team. Um, Tommy Henry's not a great pitcher. Oakland's another team that I like today. Probably more for secondaries, but we'll talk about them in a second. Uh, Moeller. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Nope. Um, so... I'm, I'm paying attention because, I, like I said earlier, my main stack today is Arizona. They went to the bullpen in the fourth inning. Um, that bad bullpen is already getting used up a lot <laughs> here. Um, yeah, Kyle Muller, you're in a you're in a rough spot, my friend. Yeah, he might have to to wear one today um, if they are using the bullpen up. 
on Monday night, he might be out there to get beat up a little bit. Arizona is going to be, if I'm looking outside of Coors, uh, Arizona is probably my favorite stack. I like them better against righties, but there's still plenty of power here against lefties. Um, Christian Walker should be back in the lineup. He's only 4,100. Absolutely love that. Guriel at 3,900. Uh, Longoria has been playing against lefties and still has some power, 3,300. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I like the lefties too. They're expensive. Um, Carol, Marte, Rojas. If, if any of them are in there, all absolutely playable. I'm, I'm not afraid of Muller even in a left-on-left matchup. Um, but really love Walker and Longoria in particular. Um, Ahmed's a cheap shortstop. Moreno should be catching again. Um, he's still only 2,800. Absolutely love him. Arizona's one of the top stacks of the day. Yeah, different ballpark. This would be the top stack of the day. Um, uh, listen, I'm going to be on Arizona a lot in this series, and we're going to be on bats against Oakland all year. Uh, the bullpen just so bad that you know you have to have interest here. So uh, you know, as bad as Gary L has been against left-handed pitching this season, he's a top hitter on the slate. Marte is a top hitter. Walker got the day off on Monday, so great for him to you know get a day off. I think he's going to be a guy that we're going to play. Quite a bit here. Um, don't forget about Longoria. He's really good throughout his career against left-handed pitching. I know, like it's towards the end. Rivera will be the the higher owned, like third baseman of the two, and they're both really cheap. So Marino, twenty eight hundred dollar catcher in this spot. Yeah, I mean, I don't like you mentioned, and don't be afraid to play the lefties because if they get to Moeller in the third or fourth inning here, you you're getting the bad bullpen again. And they like they, they, the guy they brought in was a lefty too, so they're already using up one of their lefty arms here on Monday night. Um, Oakland, dude, I like Oakland today. I, I have a ton of interest in Roker. I have a ton of interest in like Ruiz and Perez. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, just kind of seeing who's potentially in the lineup. But these guys are really cheap. So if you're like going high end pitching and you need like a secondary sack, I think Oakland is a, a team you're looking at today. I, I'm right there with you. I really like how they set up against Henry um, and lefties in general. Rooker, I am completely buying into this breakout. Like He's all really of the good. stack cast, like and everything backs it up. Under underlying metrics and everything, it, it's just it looks very real. The dude has a ton of pop, especially against lefties. Awesome spot for Rooker. I know the price is coming up. Don't care. Um, absolutely love him. Langoliers is a catcher with power. Ruiz has all kinds of speed. He's going to run every time he gets on base. Loriano is 3K. Perez, the catcher, um, 2,700, gives you a, another catching option here. Jesus Aguilar has power against lefties for sure. Um, Jordan Diaz can fill second base for really cheap. I, I probably play it more as a three-man stack, but I don't even hate the full Oakland stack. On a 12-game on a slate, that's wild to say, but this is a better offense against lefties. They're extremely cheap. If you want to pay up twice for for pitching and full five man Oakland, I'm I'm on board with it today. I think it's crazy. You can make a four four and four of this game as a whole, and just hope for a ton of runs, and you get such good pitching with it because no. the both the stacks are so cheap. Um, the one thing that I will say, like a guy like Kevin Smith who will be in the lineup today, um, he's really cheap, but as soon as a right handed pitcher comes in, he gets taken out of the lineup. Uh, so I would avoid guys like that. But, yeah, I mean, Oakland, great spot. How many calls do you think Oakland's got about Roker already? Um, you have to think he's someone that is high up on everyone's list of, like, hey, what do you want for that guy? 
Yeah, for sure. The only the only knock on him is his defense. Just talking real life baseball, like he he's not even great in in the corner outfield. Um, There's so a he's DH. pretty much DH. Yeah, DH only. <laughs> but the the bat is absolutely real. And that's There's all a he DH for fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I mean, who would you rather have DH in for you, Nelson Cruz or Roker right now? Yeah, I mean at this point it's definitely Roker. I'm just saying. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, a guy that wasn't even like a top 100 prospect um, or anything like that. He's just, he's hitting. Um, came over from Minnesota, didn't have the best success with Minnesota. And I mean, he's just hitting. So he's been around. It's not like yep. this is his first no, he's year. Like he's like 28, I think. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would be shocked if they're not getting calls on him. So yeah, he has like a one year, $700,000 contract. I looked it up the other day. So. I would be shocked. Well, and he's he's controllable through arbitration after that too. So yep, like he's that not guy, even be they're getting for like calls. three or four years. They're yeah. getting calls. All right, Kansas City at San Diego. We got Lugo and Singer facing off against each other here. Eight and a half total. The Padres are one ninety five favorites. Uh, any interest here in Brady Singer? I don't think so against San Diego. Um, the price is intriguing. If we didn't have both Montgomery and Lynn for just a thousand more or so, I think I could talk myself into him as the cheap option. Um, who was there? There was another cheap guy I said that I don't mind. Um, Dunning, I think also I would play over him just because of the matchup. I think Singer is ultimately a better pitcher. He had a really rough start to the season, had a decent outing last time against um, the White Sox. The price is very intriguing. I think he's a better pitcher than sixty one hundred. I don't love the matchup. I think there's better options on the slate today, but I'm I'm I wouldn't try to talk you out of it if you were interested. I know as we were recording, uh, Machado left the game, so I don't know if that's anything to kind of note. Uh, it's definitely worth noting. Not saying that. I'm just saying um, we'll see if anything comes out of that or not. So, yeah, I mean, Singer's biggest issue is he gives up a ton of power to both sides and a lot of fly balls to lefties. Um, I mean, that's his, that's just the biggest concern when you're looking at Brady Singer. And, I mean, it's definitely a spot you should have some interest in Juan Soto. We'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, any interest in Lugo on the other side here at 8K? I do. Lugo's been really good. Um, surprisingly, like just the Mets, for whatever reason, never let him start. He's come over to San Diego, and he's put together a really solid season. Kansas City strikes out a bunch. They're one of the worst offenses in baseball. I definitely prefer the 7K guys, but if Lugo's going to come with low ownership, I he's in play here in, in against Kansas City, who is not very good. Yeah, I think Seth Lugo is a, a guy that's just another guy in this 8K range that's playable today. You know, we've talked about um, Herman. We talked about like Montgomery. Uh, he's just another guy in this range. We talked about like Lance Lynn. So. I just I don't think there is like a a stellar guy under six k today by any means. So like living in the seven k range, um, I think it's fine. So I think he's playable. Um, good ballpark, good offense to face in Kansas City. They're a team that they don't have a ton of power against right-handed pitching. They strike out a lot. So uh, Kansas City bats. Any interest here in the Royals? I mean, you can always talk me into a Sal Perez one off. Bobby Witt Jr. is great. 
Um, Vinny Pascantino is a power bat that's still fairly cheap. Melendez has been playing every day in the outfield. He did lose that catcher eligibility on DK at least, which is is not ideal. Um, you have to play him in the outfield now, which which makes sense. It's not wrong. Um, it was just nice to be able to plug him in as a as a catcher. Not a, not a stack for me, I don't think, just because the ballpark in San Diego isn't great. Lugo's had a, a solid season. Um, a three man, maybe. Um, if you went Wit Perez Pascantino or Perez Pascantino Prado is is a cheap guy with a bunch of power. Um, not a full stack for me, but I you could talk me into about three of them. San Diego side of this game, I mean, obviously a ton of interest in Soto. Um, love this matchup for Soto. Like Singer is a guy that gives up a ton of fly balls. Soto tends to hit the ball on the ground too much um, against right-handed pitching. So love this matchup for Soto, Carpenter, um, Cronenworth. If Machado's out of there, maybe we get a good lineup spot for Carpenter as well. Um, what are your thoughts here on the San Diego bets? Yeah, I, I don't mind it because Singer has had his struggles this year. Um, I really like the the Soto call, Cronenworth. Um, if Machado's out there, out of there, maybe Kim gets a decent bump in the lineup. Um, Carpenter is really cheap, depending on who catches. I think I would prefer Sullivan at this point. Neither of their options are great at catcher, but they're both cheap. Um, I don't know if it's a full stack for me just because of the ballpark in. Like you have to pay. Like if you want to go Tati Soto and Machado, if he's in there, or even Brogarts, like it's it's an expensive stack. And I do have some some respect for Singer as a pitcher, even though he struggled a little bit. Um, probably more of a three man for me or, or home run hunting, but definitely uh, Singer is a guy who can give up plenty of hard contact. What's crazy is any shortstop not McLean today is is not chalky, right? Um, he was like 40 to 45% owned in like everything that I looked at today. Um, and I don't think that changes with those pitchers in course tomorrow. No. Philadelphia at San Francisco. Seven and a half total in this game. Pick em game. Wheeler and Cobb facing off against each other. Zach Wheeler. Um, I mean, I like this spot for him today. We know like Wheeler is a, a above average strikeout pitcher. We know that the Giants just put um, Jock Peterson on the 10 day DL or IL, whatever the heck it's called nowadays. So they're losing one of their left handed bats. They've already lost Yaz, one of their other good left handed bats. Like, I think we're starting to get to the point where, you know, the strikeouts for the San Francisco lineup is going to be even more playable with right handed pitching now. Yeah, I love the spot for Wheeler. And 9,200 is a very attractive price tag. I said Montgomery might be my favorite point per dollar. Wheeler's in that conversation too. 10-7 last start against the Blue Jays. Yeah. Like this is a dude who has, like I know he hasn't been quite around the 30% mark recently, but um, it's as last year, I believe he was around like 28%. Um, There's massive strikeout upside here. The Giants strike out plenty. This is a great spot for Wheeler, ninety two hundred. It's a thousand dollars too cheap, in my opinion. Like it's, I think the cash game pairing is Wheeler and Montgomery on the slate. It's pretty obvious they're two clearly underpriced pitchers. Yeah, I love that call, and I honestly, I don't even hate Alex Cobb on the other side of this game. Uh, I mean, I think both pitchers very playable in this game. Cobb is a guy that hasn't shown like big strikeout ceiling this year, but we know he's a guy that can put up twenty five plus. Um, what are your thoughts on Cobb at eighty seven hundred? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on board with that as well. Um, Philly getting the the massive ballpark downgrade uh, going from Philly into San Francisco, like just drastically different from a home run perspective. Cobb has been really solid. Their strikeout upside, the leash has been extended on him. Like that's been a problem in the past is that he wasn't getting into that upper 90s pitch range. Now he's been over 100 in his last two, three of his last four. Um, They're letting Alex Cobb go. We haven't seen a ton of strikeouts recently, but it's in there. This is a guy whose stuff took a, a jump late in his career after he uh, he went and visited driveline and picked up like three, four miles an hour on his fastball before last season. He's been do- dealing with injuries all last season um, and has just been had, was unlucky last year. He's putting it together this year. He's a really good pitcher at this point with really good stuff. I think the K's are there's still another gear in there for the K's to take a, a jump forward. And Philly's a team that can strike out plenty. So I I don't mind Alex Cobb. I think because of where he's situated, just kind of between underneath Wheeler and above Montgomery, I, I don't think we get we get a ton of ownership here. He's such a unique pitch mix with like the sinker-ish fastball splitter combo. It's just not a combo you yeah. see every day. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons that his strikeout stuff is good. And he has a breaking ball as well. So um, I think both pitchers are very playable here in this game. Um, Philadelphia bats. I mean, you could always take shots on Harper or Schwarber, but I don't think I'm doing it today. Yeah, I don't think I am either. Um, just not a great ballpark for lefty power. Um, like they're both expensive Harper and Schwarber all of Philly really is priced up. Um, definitely not a stack for me against Cobb and even, even power bats. I guess Schwarber would be my favorite because he's 800 cheaper than Harper, but still don't love it. Stott's priced up. Brandon Marsh at 4,200, maybe if you're looking for a home run, but not something I'm doing very much. And even on the giant side, like with Jock Peterson gone now on the IL as well as Yaz, or Yaz came back. That's right. Yaz got reinstated. Jack went on the IL, um, but I still I still think there's too many strikeouts in this lineup. Um, the platooning, the the only thing that you can make the argument for the Giants is they're just really cheap. They are cheap, but it, it's still Wheeler. Like Wheeler is a top fifteen pitcher in baseball for me. Um, I like he struggled a little bit this year, but he'll 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 turn it around. He will be one of the highest owned pitchers, I think. So maybe you could make the the case for a leverage stack. I think I probably would just rather look for a home run or two against him rather than try to full stack and think, think that he gets blown up here. Um, I'm definitely going to have a lot more Wheeler than San Francisco. We finish it out with Minnesota Adelaide taking on the Dodgers seven and a half total in this game. The Dodgers are a minus two fifteen favorite over and Kershaw. Um, Bailey Ober has not pitched bad to start the year. Um, granted, he's had a couple good matchups, and we talked about how like Cleveland hasn't been a great team. Finally got a tough matchup last time out against San Diego. I'd say it was an okay start. I don't think there was anything bad about the start. Dodgers are another like another level. Um, Bailey Ober is a guy that I'm going to put on the shelf today, but if he goes out and he pitches well, I'm definitely going to be on notice. Yeah, that's a great point. Like I, I, I'm not taking for granted what he's done. It's just this this pitching slate is pretty loaded in all ranges. Um, Eighty five hundred is a price I would be fine paying for Ober. Like there is some strikeout upside here, but he gets the Dodgers, and that's that's not great. Um, I don't think I need to take shots on him on this slate. 
listen again i respect what he's been doing it's just the dodgers are on a different level um they are they're very good i mean pablo lopez is a better pitcher than ober and muncie i think took him deep i know once and i know he just hit another one i just don't know if um, lopez was still pitching or not so you just look at this team on like plate iq and it's just green it's green <laughs> walks are green iso's green woba's green like it's just a tough spot um and like for what it's worth, Bailey Ober's advanced stats definitely say there's some regression coming. But anytime you get a 13% swinging strike rate guy, like he can exceed that like regression. But we'll talk about Dodgers bats in a second. Clayton Kershaw, dude's good. Uh, I mean, just continues to do it at such a high level. Um, you know, I, I don't see a reason not to have interest in Kershaw today outside of price. Yeah, I mean, like we talked about Gaussman, who's a little bit cheaper. Kershaw is the most expensive pitcher on, on DK. Um, I think that that helps his ownership. Like people are going to play Wheeler and Gaussman or drop down to the 7K range for, for Montgomery before they're going to be paying up for Kershaw. I think um, there's respect for Minnesota's lineup, but Minnesota strikes out plenty. Like it, it's an upside spot for Kershaw. Certainly there's risk against guys like Buxton. Um but I, I'm, I'm still interested in Kershaw. There's plenty left in the tank. Um, putting together yet another really good year. Minnesota strikes out a lot. I think, I think he has the upside to pay off 11K, even though we have like Wheeler at 9,200, uh, Gaussman in the mid 10Ks. Like they're point per dollar. I don't think he's going to grade out as well as those guys. So he's going to be lower owned than them. Um, that, that makes me like him quite a bit for tournaments. Doyle just hit a second home run for Colorado. His oh, ownership's going to be bonkers tomorrow. <laughs> uh, man, makes me so sad. And I was like, maybe, maybe, but yeah. Anyway. All right, Bats. I got nothing on Minnesota today. No, me either. Kershaw's not a guy that we like to pick on. As far as the Dodgers, I think they're super interesting today. One, because they never get ownership because of the late game and people hate playing the late spot. It's I don't know why, because maybe they don't want to step and watch it. I don't know. Um, but I think this is a really interesting spot. This guy gives up a ton of fly balls, a ton of fly balls. And when you have a lineup with this, as much power as the Dodgers have, like I think they're a lone stack that nobody, nobody is playing today. Yeah, I love that call. Um, like they're expensive too, which like we've talked about plenty of cheap pitching. You can You can make it work. Muncy coming off of two home runs. Maybe he he grabs a little bit of ownership, but Outman got the day off. I expect him back in there. Uh, love how he sets up here today. Will Smith, like we've seen him above, like in the $5,500 range before. He's only 4600 so Will Smith might be one of my favorite hitters on the slate. Um, Freeman at 5K is totally fine. Martinez being back just lengthens his order a little bit more. Yep. We have some cheap guys too if we need to save some money and – and be able to fit him in Vargas at 3,200 Hayward at 2,700. Um, Austin Barnes probably catches. He usually catches Kershaw. We probably see Smith at DH and, and Barnes catching. Uh, maybe Smith gets a day off, which would be a bummer because I really like his price tag. Uh, but Barnes is a cheap catcher. If you, if you need to punt that, I love, love the Dodgers call. Um, Ober's a solid pitcher, but I don't think I quite buy what he's doing. Um, and he's struggled with lefties a ton last year. He hasn't quite had that same problem, but guys like, like Outman and, and Freeman I'm, and Muncie, very interested. 
Yeah, I mean, Muncie, a, a guy that's coming off of a big game on Monday night. Um, I mean, yeah. Just... Max Muncie started the season super hot, cooled down a little bit. Let this be like a turning point for him, and he's just going to keep hitting. So, all right, let's play the morning grind game. Um, now that we've gotten through the slate, this is such a fun slate. It's such a fun it slate. A lot of ways yeah. to approach the slate. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? Uh, I'm going to join Montgomery. That Milwaukee strikeout rate against lefties this season, 31%, just insane. I know Montgomery has been down around 20% for the season. He's got more upside than that here in this matchup. Taking my guy. Good ending from Kelly there. Struck out the side. Love it. Nice. Uh, um, I think the only other guy that I think I remotely have a chance in here is Lynn. Yep. Yeah. I go. I guess I'll I like go Lance Lynn. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Bailey over. Tough matchup against the Dodgers. Not quite buying what he's doing. Like you said, if he if he goes out and handles the Dodgers here on Tuesday night, then we we need to be on notice for sure because he has clearly taken a leap forward. But I, I'll stick with over for now. I'm going to go Justin Steele. Really tough matchup against Houston. All it takes is a few earned runs. He's not a guy that can really kind of make up the ground with the strikeouts. So uh, Justin Steele is my fade today. Over 4,000 hit home run, not in course. Who's going yard today? Christian Walker got the day off Monday. Love it. Should be refreshed. Love the matchup here against uh, Muller in this awful Oakland bullpen. I love that call. Uh, I'm going to go with the hot bat of Max Muncie today. Um, just got done talking about the Dodgers. I think they're sneaky. Uh, I'm going to go Muncie. And like with Arenado and Devers, like Riley, uh, just again, third base is a position where I don't think Muncie gets a lot of ownership today. Under 4K to get two hits, not in cores. Who do you got? I'm looking for some cheap cheap Oakland bats. Jordan Diaz at second base. He's 2,300. I am not scared of Henry. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna have some Oakland three-mans for sure and maybe even some five-mans. Um, Diaz as a cheap second baseman. The guy I love. I'm going to go right back to the well. Same guy I picked yesterday. Give me Gary L from Arizona. He had a two-run homer. Um, we'll, we'll see if he gets his second hit. I don't. I think he's walked a couple times, so... Um, hasn't necessarily got that second hit yet. I think he's one for one with a walk or two um, in that game. He had a home run, and he's got plenty of points. So I feel like you win <laughs> when you do that. When you get a guy yeah. that has 20 points under 4K, you win. Even if he doesn't get a second hit, I win. Um, I'm just kidding. Stack over six or more runs. Who do you got today? It's the Diamondbacks. We're just we're going to keep picking on this Oakland team for like they're they're not going to get any better this season so we're just going to keep picking on oakland all year long arizona is in an, another fantastic spot two of my favorite low owned teams today the dodgers and the texas rangers i don't think texas is going to get a lot of love today i really like the spot for texas i think that whichever lefty it ends up being whether it's um dodd or schuster they've really struggled texas is a top tier team against left-handed pitching it's a great spot today uh, for Texas. So uh, we talked about Dodgers a minute ago. I think, man, I, I think the only like potential chalk that you're going to see batter wise is Colorado and Cincinnati. Like, yep. I think after that, it's going to be very, very interesting to see if any other team pushes like 10 plus percent because of how spread out this slate is. So uh, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? 
don't have anything else. This is going to be a fun one, like you said. Um, lots of pitching options, better pitching options than Monday night. Worse pitchers in Coors, so it's even harder to fade Coors. But again, like Monday, plenty of elite offenses in, in good spots again. All right, that's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. Always appreciate everyone hanging out. If you haven't already, make sure you head on over to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page. Subscribe. We're trying to get to 1,000 before the end of the year. It's May. We have a long time. But everyone that hits the subscribe button, it helps. So thanks, you guys, for hanging out. We'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.